Hi, I'm Tashi from Paint by Tashi Jade Bell on Instagram, formerly Teacup of Makeup. And I'm Flora, a beauty brand representative and a makeup artist. And this is the Beauty Business Podcast, where we talk about the business, commercial and legal matters in relation to the multi-billion dollar beauty industry. Hi, Flora, how are you? Good, how have you been? Yeah, good. How was your week? It's been pretty busy at work. Um, I saw that you've had a busy week too with Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this year, uh, I was at um, Australia, Afterpay Australia Fashion Week uh, for the whole week, basically. And um, met quite a few people and got to do uh, a couple of interviews, um, which is why this week's episode is a bit different. You're going to hear like, on-the-spot interviews um, and uh, sort of, you know, um, hear the vibe of Fashion Week in terms of uh, our thoughts on the fashion, the beauty and hair and nails. Uh, So I saw some of the behind the scenes for your Fashion Week event. um, And so what, what were some of the interviews? Um, so for the interviews, I did interviews for Redkin. So I uh, spoke to the Redkin hair team for one was our future of fashion show. So that was hair direction by Adam McIntosh. Um, and then there was Sass and Bide with hair direction by Diane Gorgivsky. Um, and then also for hair, Redkin. Um, it was Jackie Chan, one of uh, the most talented hairdressers in Australia. And uh, also uh, Nicole Thompson, Pinky, yeah. uh, who did um, the uh, colourful looks for Asta Resort. Um, and also got to see a bit of backstage for uh, Alex Higgins and mm-hmm. spoke to Benjamin um Benjamin James from GHD Hair, um, as well as saw the work for the Makeup and Nails, OPI. And then Hair and Nails were for OPI and Willa for um, this brand called uh, Ordenesis by Redongogos. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was a pretty full on few days. Uh, how many days did it go on for? So Fashion Week this year uh, was just Monday to Friday. In the past years, they've had um, like an opening night on a Sunday night, but they kept it just to the five days. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys to hear the interviews. What did you think of Fashion Week? Um, I think overall, for me, um, going backstage and meeting all the creatives, it was a very valuable and... Uh, amazing opportunity and I'm very humbled uh, by the opportunity that Redkin, uh, OPI and and Wella gave me. Um, uh, In terms of fashion, um, I didn't see much that really wowed me. I mean, the things that wowed me were Romance Was Born, of course, because I really like that brand. Um, I liked Despina. That was really good. That was like... um, Fashion Disneyland. Um, Mariam Sadiq was good. Um, I really liked uh, ISG, uh, the whole vibe from head to toe, makeup, hair, 
fashion uh, was good and I quite like um, uh, some creative elements from Alex Higgins um, and the makeup looks that I really liked were from um, mostly done by Mikkel Simone, Nicole Thompson and I really liked uh, the graphic looks that Lara Sorokoski uh, did and um, uh, I'll have an interview with her uh, later I think because um, uh, yeah she was just too busy and I couldn't catch a hold of her. Uh, what were the people like there? Well, I think there were uh, like different types of people that were there, to be honest. So the people there for Fashion Week were people that were there for the fashion, actual fashion fans. There were also uh, irritating people there for the fashion, like uh, people who would be sort of very selfish and not conscious that their, their actions during a fashion show were irritating the people behind oh, like standing up in front of people while we're trying to watch the show um or, or people who just felt self-entitled uh because they were invited and just were there to be seen at a show and take their photographs at the show but not actually watch or pay attention to the show what? um <laughs> yeah that, that was quite bad um there were veteran fashion industry people who still, um, I guess, support Australian fashion. Okay. And then there were just also people just there to be photographed by paps. So they would dress up very outlandishly. Um, they didn't attend any shows, um, but they were just there to be seen. So there were quite a few of those. Um, and then I met uh, quite a few creatives as well so in creatives i mean by emerging uh, fashion designers uh veteran uh fashion industry people makeup artists um and also um hair and nails wow sounds pretty exciting seems like like you have a you had a really big week yeah so yeah, really, really lucky. And that's why my voice sounds a bit hoarse. I'm very sorry, everyone. It's just that a fashion week, sometimes when you're talking to someone, like in the lobby or outside, the noise is just so loud that I can't you imagine. basically have to shout. Did they um, have music pumping? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Inside at Carriage Works, they did. Um, oh. And outside as well, actually. Uh, the, so the, the major um, sponsor were like uh, Glenfiddich and Hendrix so okay. Hendrix had a very nice bar area and that's where I spent most of my time when I was waiting for people and then Glenfiddich had uh, an amazing uh, sort of uh, outdoor bar with like a double-decker bus it was quite cool um, how did you actually schedule in your time to have those interviews uh, who did you have to go through for those that are curious uh, okay, yeah, so um, I also do some writing for Retail Beauty, and um, but my registration was done incorrectly, so uh, my registration was only done on Sunday um, at this, on the spot when I actually went to Carriage Works to pick up my credentials, um, and then they told me that my registration wasn't complete, but um, the person at the registration desk was 
kind enough and she saw that I had come under retail beauty so she just comped up my registration fee so I'm very very grateful to her so to get backstage I had to um, reach out to some of the brands that I've worked with for a long time uh, in my content creation on paint um, by Tashi Jade Bell so I'm very grateful um, to the L'Oreal group for hooking me up with the Redken team and I'm also very grateful to Celeste uh, for Wella and OPI um, and they were uh, basically the only reason why I got to go backstage um, so many many thanks to these uh, people oh that's wonderful I can't wait for the listeners to hear what um, the others have to say the creatives and learn from yeah. them Talk to us about like body shape, diversity, inclusiveness for Fashion Week. So this, what did oh, you? Th- okay, so for for this this year, I thought it was much better. Um, they had realistic body shapes, um, mm. and a lot of the brands embraced that by, um, so they were supporting um the culture of body positivity, um. So you would have your normal skinny models with um uh i guess you know um your typical uh model who probably doesn't eat tall skinny um and then you had your everyday people um just like me um who have, you know, the lumps and the bumps. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, I think it was, I think I saw it. It was day four, one of the uh, catwalks on day yeah. four. Uh, it was very inclusive, I got to say. Like pretty much every model was so different that walked through. Uh, not only was the clothing amazing, but like literally all the models looked so beautiful. Uh, I know. And I like that they ce- celebrated like just the average person's um, size size because uh, uh, in most parts of the world the average size for a person is around about size Australian size 12 to 14 so not your typical size zeros or uh, extra extra smalls yeah yeah. Um, in terms of diversity and inclusiveness, I gotta say I'm very impressed this year so I saw um, obviously um a lot of um of our uh native people in australia uh, aborigines included um there were people of different color so asians and also uh people with disabilities like physical disabilities like so i saw that on your instagram highlight um yeah so it was really good i mean you saw um you have seen people with um uh, artificial legs or people in who had lost an arm or um, people in wheelchairs so they did celebrate um, that aspect of uh, diversity because I think that that is a subgroup that sometimes isn't isn't be, being seen so these mm. days with diversity and inclusiveness like in the big corporations when they do mandatory DNI training, they seem to focus only on LGBTQ plus, A plus, whereas they don't mm-hmm. talk about race or they don't talk about um, like people with uh, physical dis- or mental disabilities. 
So it was yeah. good that they, uh, the designers uh, captured that spirit and uh, ad- incorporated it into the show. I agree. So from the photos and videos online, it seems like there isn't a lot of high-end brands. So tell me a little bit about it. What did you think of like the quality, the values? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, I would say probably 80% of Fashion Week was very commercialized. Um, the value of uh, the, I mean, production value for the shows was very good, but I think the clothes itself uh, were, uh, we were a bit let down. And there were hardly any high-end brands there. And one of the people that I met and got to interview on the fly was uh, fashion veteran Nicholas Huxley, who taught um, at uh, one of Australia's leading fashion schools for over 40 years. And he taught uh, people like Mm. Zimmerman, Wayne Cooper, Akira Isagawa, the team behind Romance Was Born. And so you hear that interview and he's the expert, right? So he's the fashion guru. And so when I met him, uh, we met at the Hendrix bar and we just started talking and he consented to this interview. He was the fashion guru veteran that almost everybody came up to pay their respects to. So they would kowtow, they would say hello and yeah so very well respected in the fashion industry and in his and you hear his opinion which i share as well that um yeah this year you we saw a lot of commercialized looks actually looks that were like from maybe you could find on your iconic last year so oh yeah so like copying overseas designs and trying to make it cheaper and more accessible saw a lot of uh Mm. cheap and low quality fabrics, which is a bit of a disappointment. Um, mm. I mean, beauty and hair, nails, everything was high quality, high production, top quality, you know, application to products used, um, etc. But when it came down to the fashion, it was quite disappointing. Like, um, I went to. Um, mm-hmm the closing night so it was the first nations show and i've got to say i think a lot of people were who are interested in fashion were a bit let down especially when it's you know from uh yeah first Nations designers who we should be promoting but i'm not sure if the designers who were featured were up to par Okay. Do you think the COVID had a little play on that? I think so. I think so. Because, I mean, the fashion industry has changed quite a fair bit uh, with the pandemic. Um, Like, we were in lockdown for, like, the last two years. And a lot of fashion uh, brands um, had to move from being uh, high-quality, high-end and creative to just producing, you know, cheap quality uh, products just to, I think, survive through COVID. That's interesting. Yeah, so uh, it, it was a bit unfortunate. But um, with the First Nations one, I I was there with some friends and I, th- and I could see from the people around that 
there was even a guy there he, he was sitting next to me and he was checking his emails constantly on Instagram, watching other people's Insta stories. So he, he was watching uh, the wow. fashion at all. I mean, periodically he'll look up and say, oh yeah, that's nice. But most of the time, I think, you know, and I could see some people yawning. So I think it, it's very, it's a, I'm quite sad by that, you know, saddened by that. Uh, because it was such an important show, and it's by in Australia uh, our native people. Yeah. Um, the production value of the show is very high, very good. We had some very good singers and musicians, um, gorgeous um, Aborigine uh, models. Uh, but yeah, some some very uh, cheap quality happening there in terms of the fashion. So this is a little different in comparison to uh, um, our other podcasts uh, that we have posted so far. But since we had the opportunity to um, have some interviews with some of the creators at Fashion Week, uh, Tashi has gone um, gone through all this effort to um, give you these content. So I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, stay, stay on to listen uh, to the various interviews that I did on the go at Fashion Week. So next you hear an interview from um, fashion veteran Nicholas Huxley that I was very fortunate to be able to meet. So I've just met somebody very famous and he's actually been the teacher for brands like Zimmerman and Romance Was Born, which is my favorite, and he's going to like fill us in for a little bit. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, my name is Nicholas Huxley. I am now retired, and but I go and mentor in Fiji, right, because there's no design school there, but I ran Australia's top fashion design school for 40 years. Oh my God, that's, that's, it's such an honor to have you here. So I, yeah, so I... I have taught from I've taught Akira Zagawa, Alex Perry, Romance. The guys from Romance was born. Dion Lee, Zimmerman, uh, Genevieve Smart from Ginger and Smart. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. Many, 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 many. Bianca Spender. So I've taught a lot of them. How amazing! Can you? So how is this year's Fashion Week for you? Um. Well, I was just saying that if I was on the, if I was on the board to say yes or no to the collections that are showing, there's a lot of them I'd say no to. Really? Oh, wow. I love that perspective. A lot of the fabrications are very cheap and I just think that, you know, Fashion Week can't lose its identity about being quality. And, and glamour. And there was a few things this week that I've seen so far, but I, I, I would say that there's a lot of things that I, I found very disappointing. Maybe there's something that you like. Well, I just think commerciali commerciality right. is sort of tending to take over. Yeah. That's true. But it's losing innovation and creativity. And I want to see Fashion Week. I want to see innovative and creative. I know, I know. You know what it is, is I think that what people, what designers should do is do a, a half of the collection should be really innovative and creative. And then the second half of the collection should be taking that innovation and creation into a commercial viability but uplift the audience i know you know we don't we we, we want to sit there and get excited i totally agree and maybe it's because i ran a very innovative design school 
that I've seen really innovative design. So I, you know, That's so I've style. been around it all the time. So when I come and see what I consider blah, and you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of sheer over underwear looks. I know. Everyone seems to be doing it. I, so and the the know, cut the cutouts. Friends, I don't. I'm not interested. I want people to do their own thing. No, like I, I've been seeing people like follow trends. All, sorry, people follow trends all the time. And then, you know, after after four shows, you're saying, I'm seeing this over and over again. And it gets just boring. Oh, that's they true. They lose their own identity. But, uh, are you excited for anything this week? Are you excited for anything this week? No, no, no. Mattel was a beautiful collection yesterday. Uh, Daniela Vakian was a beautiful collection, beautiful production. Um, I haven't seen everything. If I'm bored, love you, I go home and watch Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, watching rubbish. I go home and watch Big Brother. Thank you so much. My life is too important to me. I want to have fun. That's the way it should be. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. So, um, it was a fortunate or serendipitous um, moment uh, in my experience at um, fashion week uh, that I got to meet the Nicholas Huxley a lot of people came up to pay tribute to him um, and uh, a lot of kowtowing <laughs> uh, to Nick and um, yeah it was uh, such a amazing opportunity to have a good chat with him I think we spoke for a couple of hours just about the industry and what we've seen so thank you very much to Nicholas Huxley um, and now um, you'll hear from this beautiful young lady from um, the designer of an emerging fa Australian fashion brand called Anna Prunell, uh BYB name's Boo and she just came up to me and my friend um, also at the Hendrix bar and gave us some crystals um, with some information about her fa her fashion brand and she was nice and very warm she came up to us and said oh my people <laughs> she's not Asian by the way she's uh, I think her background's Latino um, but she was uh, born in Australia of course um, and um, I think that's how it kind of went really with all the opportunities that I got at Fashion Week. Kind of depends on how you're dressed. Um, I wasn't dressed to be pat or I was dressed to my kind of style, but more, a bit more upmarket. And I also made sure that I did my makeup in, in a more colorful and outstanding way. So some days I would have um, my stuck on crystals or I would do um, uh, a colourful look using brands like About Face or Pat McGrath or Novena Cosmetics. So now you hear from Boo. It feels like how it was, or not how it was, but the energy is kind of um, exciting and new and like kind of reminiscent of, you know, pre-COVID, even though we're very much living in a progressed moment of, of COVID integration. but. It's nice, you know, there's a, feels like there's lots of inspiration around and lots of hard work and, um, yeah, and I have I have cheese in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, smashed a little toasty before we started speaking, but, 
yeah, really good. I mean, I'm not showing this week, um, my team and I, but very grateful to meet all these amazing yeah, people like yourself. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and um, yeah, loads of genuine, beautiful people around. It's really nice to see everyone's creative spirit like genuinely floating about, you know? I know, I'm loving all of the street styles and all of the outfits. I mean, the, what you're wearing today is amazing. Can you tell me a bit about what you're wearing? Yes, so this is also another good friend of mine, um, Yukana. Nathaniel is the designer's name, but his brand is Yukana, and um, he hand braids everything. Oh my god, okay. And so he, he did this in an applique um, wow. over the blazer and also hand braided this beautiful little... I love it. You look fantastic. <laughs> and your hair Thank is all you. braided as well yes, to match. that was kind of unintentional. I had had it done for the weekend in a shoot and stuff, but I, it felt... Gorgeous, you know, it's natural gorgeous. to organic yeah. to stay. But yeah, this is beautiful. Um, Nathaniel's label, Yukana, so definitely check it out. Um, your yeah. nails? Your nails? Who's done your nails? <laughs> um, just a little neighborhood spot in Marrickville. Love it. Yeah. Still cool, still cool. <laughs> and your bag, I love the bag. Thank you, yeah. Um, um, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> you on the spot. It's a relic, like, real i've had it for so so long before cool shit like that was cool and then i just definitely add like bits to it i love it so cute with the pink pom-pom and like the yeah. metallic button yes and there's oh they're actually like tabs aren't they yeah. can tabs and i've got like oh my has my versace moment oh no 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 yeah yep yeah yep i see it i see it are cute yeah um yeah, I was saying to some of my close friends, I'm like, I want to clip things on there and just make it like a whole jangly moment. Yeah, so I love. Obnoxiously yeah. here when I'm coming. Oh, but <laughs> but um, I love your spirit. You're amazing. Uh, thank you. So beautiful too. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And, it's and nice we'll definitely you. have you on for another episode. Thank you. I would love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that wraps up this week's episode i hope you enjoyed it um it's a little bit different from what we've planned originally for this channel um but since we had the opportunity we had to grab it um so come back next week to hear more about fashion week um you'll get to hear interviews from some of the top hairdressers uh, in australia uh, who were the hair directors for a couple of shows uh, representing Redken as well as GHD and we'll talk about um, hair trends as well thank you for listening and I hope to hear from you soon and see you or hear you next week bye <laughs>